0: Welcome to this Season 2 episode of the Suite Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. I am a career coach for people who want a life, who want to live with what I call a MeSuite mindset. Just like leaders in the C-suite, we need to do three things well in our own personal lives. First, letting our personal core values guide our decisions. Second, keeping our day-to-day life running smoothly. And third, staying fresh and relevant for the future that we wish to have. Here, our guests balance the aspirational with the practical by sharing tips on what we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with a me-sweet mindset. The number one thing I've learned is that people are amazing if you give them a chance to tell their unique stories. So let's get in there. On today's episode of the Suite, I am joined by a dear friend. His name is Prem Tumkosit. He is a healthcare venture capital investor and most recently had achieved an amazing accolade in his career. He was appointed by Fortune as a top 40 under 40 in healthcare in the year 2020, which is amazing and, and I'm sure he is embracing that with extreme humility as he always does. And just, he's a citizen of the world. And I think we have a lot to learn from him. He's done some amazing things in a very short period of time. So just an awful lot in that really big brain of yours. Welcome, Prim, to the Me Suite.
1: Well, thank you, Donna. It's such a pleasure to be here and so great to talk to you.
0: It's gonna be great. I know that they can't see you, but Prem has a beautiful smile and he's a very vibrant person. We're gonna learn a lot today. So Prem, you know, in the Me Suite, we start with core values. And I know from working alongside you that these are with you all the time, but I've never asked you formally what they are. I'm curious.
1: Donna, I think the way I think about my core values is probably in three buckets. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think these are exclusively my core values. And, you know, obviously there's a lot more to a person, but the three things I keep going back to uh, in my life and that I use most often are, are a few things. One is leave it better than you found it. Mm. Uh, that's something I learned from camping. And so, oh. and, and something that I try to apply to, you know, my professional and personal life as well, right? And even, even public spaces in New York City, which is where I'm based. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is if you can make whatever you're working with and whoever you're working with, or whatever relationship you have, just a little bit better. If you can pick up a little bit of trash or if you can just make something a little bit better every day, you'll be able to do a lot of good uh, over the course of your life. And so I try to do that. Every day. Uh, that's something I try to repeat to myself uh, on a daily basis. I love it. I think the second one, I think I have a hard time articulating it, but the way I've come to think about it is start with love. Mm. The idea here is that, you know, first you assume the best intentions in people. Oh, yeah. You try to give people the benefit of the doubt, you try to see it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second component of that is, you know, let your passions come through. As you mentioned, I work in the field of venture capital, and mm-hmm. I have the pleasure of talking to entrepreneurs, founders all the time about mm-hmm. companies and their ideas, and I love hearing about how they can articulate their passion. Uh, and I love it when that comes through, and I try to do that yeah, in my own life as well.
0: Yeah, these are
1: great. And I think if there's a last thing, I kind of throw everything else into a bucket called authenticity and integrity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm cheating by putting those two things together, but you know, for me, that really means act honestly and in a way that you can be proud of. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's as simple as that. So I try to do those three things every day.
0: I love your list, and i I would say that that is Prem's list in my experience <laughs> knowing you for many years. It's interesting too, because your first one around leave it better than you found it, and your other one to start with love, et cetera, they all circle around this concept in the medical field around do no harm in a way. And yeah. you have a long, long thread of focus in healthcare. You you had the biochemistry undergrad. You when I remember when you went to Yale for business school, it was a combo focus, wasn't it, of healthcare and finance, yeah. I remember. And then obviously yeah. now in the VC space and healthcare. So it's kind of interesting to see your your career journey has been in this more servant, making things better realm, and it ties really nicely to the three things that you mentioned. I love it.
1: Yeah, I haven't certainly thought about it that way. I think uh uh-huh. that's an interesting point that you bring up. I mean, I think that for me, you know, healthcare has been just my passion. I've done a lot of different things in healthcare. You and I mm-hmm. worked together on the consulting side of healthcare uh, all those years ago.
0: Yeah. I think you were from... 12 and 3 quarters then, weren't you? 12 and 3 quarters, <laughs> I think
1: you're very something young. Like that. Yeah. something like that. I think I, if I remember correctly you interviewed me for my for my job at some point, I think for my first role. Uh, I am so glad
0: ago. you remember <laughs> that. I'm so glad you you make me proud that I made at least one good decision.
1: But you know, it was working in healthcare with you and throughout the different roles I've done within healthcare from consulting to investment banking to now. Uh, venture capital investing that you know seeing the different parts of it the idea that healthcare impacts all of us mm. and if not us directly then certainly the people we love mm. and certainly maybe us in the future is really what keeps me going and so i think i think you're right i think that's very consistent with why that is one of my passions and very consistent with the core values I articulate. So thank you for that insight, Donna.
0: Yeah. So when you were first made aware that you had been selected for Fortunes 40 Under 40, who is the first person that you called?
1: I think the first person I called was my father. Oh. And I remember him not knowing what that was. Yes. He is an immigrant. So he came over from Thailand in the 70s.
2: Uh and
1: he could tell that it was a big deal. I I don't think he quite understood what it was, but that didn't stop him from trying to share that with all of our relatives in Uh Thailand and the U.S. and everything.
0: Wow. Yeah, I love that. I'm sure he's very proud of you.
1: I think so. I mean, I think it's funny because I think families show their pride in different ways. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been probably... Um, I can probably count this as he said he's proud of me, you know, on one hand, but yeah. you can tell that the way that he shares the accomplishments I've had or the way he talks about me to other people, uh, you can tell that there's, there's pride there. But yeah, I think I think he is proud, yes. even though he doesn't quite understand what that means.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I, I want to spin this a little bit into then, I mean, obviously you, you've had this outward show of some amazing career successes but I know you put a lot of heart behind that big brain of yours. Can we talk about you in your professional life and leadership lessons? How how do you look at your role as a career professional and your your role as a leader of other people?
1: I think that's a good question. I mean, the way I look at my leadership role in the context of other people uh, is really, in some ways, as a facilitator.
0: Okay, right.
1: So how can I make the people I work with the most successful? Mm -hmm. How can I give them the tools in terms of training? How can I make sure they're covering their bases? But how do I get them to fulfill their highest potential? Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of how I approach uh, the people that work with me. And sometimes that journey can be tougher than others, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the way I sort of approach both the people I've worked with and coached over the years, as well as the companies that I work with as well and invest in yeah i think the way i look at leadership is you know using those core values that you have to live your life in a way that inspires others to follow you Mm -hmm. and so that's broadly how i think about think about leadership so everyone has their unique brand of leadership i I think for what we've been seeing recently the lack of leadership is so Mm -hmm. uh you know both in our you know in the public domain as well as in other aspects of our lives right now. It is one of those things that can be difficult to cultivate and hard to do. And and Mm -hmm. so I I can only say that I try to make myself a better leader every day. And I know I don't always live up to my core values. Mm -hmm. I think they're aspirational things for for me to try to, to get better at.
0: Prim, I've heard you say before a mantra, leadership from the margins. What is that?
1: For me, leadership in the margins... Means that as a child of immigrants and a person who identifies as a gay man, you're not often represented, uh, in these settings, especially professional settings. And that's actually a phrase I borrowed from, from RuPaul's Drag Race as well, mm. which is one of the co-hosts uses the phrase party in the margins. And I've adapted okay. that to think about, uh, how I think about leadership. I had one conversation with, I remember an analyst back in our old firm, Donna where yeah. he was having a really hard time thinking about how to speak to his clients. And he, he was also a son of immigrants. Mm. And we had a conversation that highlighted sort of our shared experiences growing up and working with our parents and kind of translating for our parents because both of our parents didn't have a good grasp of English, not perfect grasp of English. And so yeah. one of our roles growing up as immigrant children is to actually help your parents navigate and translate things for them, explain things to them. Right. And I said, use. Remember that muscle. Uh, remember how you did that uh, when you were a kid, and just apply that to your client situation. Think about oh. how you translate something in a really simple way for your parents to understand, and make sure they understand and do yeah. that for your client.
2: Wow! Right? And I
1: think that 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 was one of the things that I think, like for me, when I made that yeah. realization, because you're using that same muscle memory that mm-hmm. you that you had as a kid and applying that to a situation professionally now.
0: Yeah. No, I, I am sure you probably had a more amazing impact on that analyst than you maybe appreciate. What do you think is your next move for staying fresh and relevant for the future that you want to have for yourself? That's a mantra that we have in the Me Suite of how do you stay fresh and relevant? You are a lifelong learner. You find intrigue and curiosity everywhere you go. Uh, what What is the next thing that you want to be learning? And where where's the next space you want to be stretching?
1: You know, that's uh, that's something I think about all the time. Um, one, one of the areas I have started to carve out for myself uh, in my current uh, investment fund mm-hmm. is what we're calling Next Horizon Investments, where we're looking at things that are more disruptive to healthcare maybe a few years further out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I've started to look at things like the microbiome, uh, quantum computing, we're mm. looking at sort of AI for molecular design uh, companies now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as far as subject matter goes, it's uh, about learning to embrace sort of the complexity, right? Mm. And, and I think that's part intellectually. I think that's what I go back to is, is so if you have a really complicated subject matter, a new area, I love to go into the details to, to learn more about it. And again, use that muscle memory of how do you translate that in a way that's simple to understand for my partners or our investment committee or, or, or even, you know, people who may not be familiar with these things and do that in a way that's exciting and and fresh and engages people. One of the things I've tried to do is, and one of the skills I've tried to cultivate is this idea of learning to surprise yourself.
2: Oh, say more about that.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think we tell ourselves a story about ourselves. Mm -hmm. right there's narrative that we have in our minds about who we are Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be really limiting i remember growing up i was a nerd i mean if you can't tell um (laughs) (laughs) that was how i identified and i was not athletic i never really thought of myself in any sort of physical uh, aspect but after my mom passed a few years ago one of the things my friend Gabe did to help me get through that was to really challenge me to to cycle. That's a, a hobby oh. that he had. Yeah. And so we started going on these long distance trips. And um I remember the first time we cycled over a weekend, it was, you know, 160 miles, which is more cycling that I had ever done in my entire life. And it was over <laughs> two days and looking back on it now, it probably wasn't that challenging, but for me it was. Yeah. Um, and the next year, we ended up cycling from, you know, my apartment in New York City to Montreal. And I remember crossing the border into into the city, and I just realized that I, I never thought I could do this. And, and mm-hmm. there were so, every day, I didn't think I could do the amount of cycling that we needed to do to get there. But it helped me understand that that story that I was telling myself about who I was uh. didn't apply anymore. And in fact, I could be. Athletic, at least if yes. not an athlete, then at least athletic, and it made me think about well, what else could I be that I haven't mm. considered as part of my own narrative before? And so I think that that's something that's a skill that I tried to continue to cultivate.
0: Is there anything you suck at? What are you bad at?
1: Uh, I many things. I'm terrible at karaoke. It okay. doesn't stop me from doing it. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible at ping pong. There's so many things on it. This is. I don't think we have time to go into the things that I'm I'm terrible about. But I think uh, that certainly that list is quite long.
0: I know you love to travel internationally. When we're able to open the borders again, where are you going?
1: If the borders were thrown open tomorrow, I think the first place I'd probably have to go is Thailand. I'd probably have to go see family in Thailand. Good. And probably work in some beach time there too. Very good. (laughs) Okay. That's probably where I'd go.
0: Wonderful. Well, I, I'm going to be giving public information. It's available publicly in Fortune Magazine that you are 37. <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm not revealing something secret. Uh, if you've done all of this in your 37 years, I'm really excited to see what you do in the next 37. Let me ask you our final question in the Sweet, which is what advice do you have for Sweet listeners of things that we could start doing differently on Monday?
1: <laughs> and for, thank you so much for, for that compliment. I mean, I think, uh, I think I view the award as, as more aspirational than anything else. I, yeah. I think it's more of a, a notice that, you know, people are now watching you to see what you're going to do next. So one of the things that I try to keep with me, uh, as a fan of RuPaul's drag race is the concept that life is drag. Um, and so what that means is, there are sometimes where you find yourself trying to fill these roles and it's helpful to recognize them as a performance. And so sometimes I have these talismans that I take with me mm-hmm. to have that important meetings. So, you know, you know, uh, outrageous socks or maybe some cufflinks or maybe a watch or maybe something that I can have on my person. That's a physical thing that reminds me that this is all sort of a, a drag performance in yeah. a way. And so I think I'd encourage the listeners to think about what those things could be in their mm-hmm. lives and how would you take that with you to help you uh, in those situations?
0: Well, you've given me goosebumps. You, yeah, I can show you. They can't. The listeners can't see me, but you can see it on my video screen maybe. So this is beautiful, Prem. If life is drag, and I love the talisman idea, that would so work for me. If the mindset is to think that life is drag and you mentioned earlier that you very poorly sing karaoke, what is your theme song?
1: <laughs> oh, you know, I uh, I think Dancing on My Own by Robin has to be my theme song right now.
0: Very great.
1: <laughs> in in quarantine, that's probably, you know, one of the songs I go back to that I just love. And it, it it's one of those songs that is both joyous and sad at the same time. And it's... Uh-huh. It gives me a lot of joy. And it's one of those songs I listen to sometimes uh-huh. where I need to have moments of meditation.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, listeners probably know that I am a white woman in the United States. And hearing you talk and share your mantra around leadership from the margins, I hope that I get to spend more and more time in the margins with people like you. You're <laughs> just amazing, Prem. And I really appreciate you spending time with us in the Me Sweep. Prem Tumkosit, everybody.
1: Great. Thank you, Don. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast today. And I can't wait to see you in person one of these days.
0: Subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. And learn more about the Suite career coaching and professional development at TheMeSuite.com. It's d-me-suite.com. Suite Suite is spelled like executive suite. This is Donna Peters, and I thank you for having me in your ear right now. Find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.